0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.
1: Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Attacking Blues. I'm your host, Jimmy Funnel, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Lawrence Viscali. Hello, Lawrence. How are you? (laughs) Um, We have actually got a ton to talk about today. There's so much that's happened this past week. We've had to play against Ajax midweek in the Champions League. We won. We played against Burnley at the weekend in the Premier League, we won. And now we are going to be playing against Manchester United on Wednesday in the Carabao Cup, also known as the League Cup. Those will be our three main talking points that we're going to focus on. And as such, let's dive straight into this. Um, Ajax away. I mean, they don't get more famous than that, those wins. Um, Frank Lampard's. What a what a tactical masterpiece, if you ask me. It was fantastic. Great team performance. Um, IX did threaten at times. You were actually there, so you will have had uh, a glimpse of what happened firsthand. How was it, Lawrence? Take it away. I mean, we yeah. want to know.
0: <laughs> it was. It was incredible. It, it really was incredible. I mean, the stadium in, in itself, first of all, is really good. The atmosphere is very overrated. But, you know, the the stadium is really good. They do this weird thing of they play, like, this random song. I don't know what song it is. It's, like, the Ajax anthem, I think. They play it for, like, a full two, two and a half minutes. But no one sings to it. It's just, like, this melody, basically. They just play this, and they're waving around with little white flags. But nothing else happens. It's just dark, and then they play the song. It was a bit strange. But other than that, it, it was absolutely incredible. I mean, the performance, it was just a really interesting and good game. It wasn't the... You know, I mean, the decision-making and, you know, just find a third play by both teams was slightly questionable for the entire game, because otherwise that could have easily finished like 3-0 or 3-2 to either team. Yeah. Um, but it was a fascinating game, tactically. It was a very brave game by Frank Lampard. I think it proved a lot of people that weren't sure about him, not necessarily Chelsea fans, but from other people, a lot of pundits and that kind of thing. It proved them wrong to an extent about Frank yeah. Lampard because it was good. Um, you know, line-up-wise, it was... Hoping for Emerson to start. He didn't. Alonso wasn't incredible, but he did decent enough job. Um, the whole team, it was just the work rate, the intensity. It it was remarkable, really. It was remarkable. And yes, we had some dodgy moments in there. Obviously, they hit the post from the corner, of course, set pieces, even if their tallest player is exactly six foot tall and no one else even gets near six foot. Um, and that includes both of their centre-backs. Um, uh, well, OK, their goalkeeper, but none of their outfield players. Um, and then, obviously, they scored that offside goal, which was marginally offside. Um, and I mean, even that only was created by... Um, you know, a silly back pass for Kovacic to Kepa, and then Kepa and Tomori couldn't really sort themselves out, um, you know, with communication, I guess. We cleared it, throw in, and then that the whole chance happened. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was the Tamori, you know, mistake very early on in the game. But other than that, Ajax really didn't do that much. And we didn't have that many clear-cut chances, but we had so many moments where... Just one different decision, one better pass, one better cross in the final third, and we could have absolutely battered them. Um, in my opinion, you know, Hudson though to me had a poor had a poor game in that had a poor game against Ajax because he himself could have probably scored a trick if he get gets things right and probably gets another two assists. Like seriously, um, but in the end, who cares? I mean, Frank Lampard makes the two substitutions, brings Pulisic on, brings Bacuay on, Pulisic with a great performance for those twenty five minutes he was on the pitch for. Um, you know, go past people, and then he went past um, Des, the American right back, in that situation. why let himself drop back to the to the cut back cross, I guess, but purely Sick could just smacks it into the the underside of the bar and in. Um, after he missed an absolute hit earlier, okay, it was a difficult chance on the dropping volley, but still, um, when he missed that, At that least um, on target. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a few minutes earlier, um, and we got the win in the end, and it was it was big. The the the. You know the celebrations, the limbs. It was it was absolutely insane. People falling on, over on top of each other. It was, it was good. I had a great time, and um, it was a big win. Like just in terms of just the group and and everything, because obviously head to head, it's about head to head and not goal difference. So we're now ahead of Ajax. So even if we draw at home, it's fine. Um, so very pleased.
1: Yeah, I think that that last point that you're making is uh, absolutely vital. Even if we draw against Ajax at home, things are looking good. And that after we initially lost against Valencia in a game that we really shouldn't have. Um, but that just shows how far we've come since those openings of the season, which is, I personally think, fantastic, of course, as a Chelsea fan. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I actually wouldn't necessarily agree with the assessment that Karim Hudson-Doy had a poor game. Did his finishing suck? Yes. Yes, it did. It, it, it really did. Um, and he has to do better and improve upon that because he has been quite um, wasteful since coming back from injury. However, I thought he got in great positions. He was able to make quite a lot of space for himself. He showed some trickery. If we're going to slate him for being wasteful, then we have to slate most of the team for, well, not not everyone, but most of them during that Ajax game. You know, a lot of players had chances. They didn't take them. Bashway is safe from grace. Uh, you know, You know, he's given that benefit of the doubt because he scored the goal, okay, but uh so he didn't have that fall from grace. That's what I meant, sorry. Um, but I-, I, thought, I thought Hudson-Doy did well, especially in the first half because he was constantly in... I and he could have punted, you know, he was out for a long time, he, it was, I think it was his first championship game, and um, I'm not sure anymore, I think he did play against still, didn't he, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, did. Uh, uh, so, okay. fine but a lot to learn as well i think it'd be harsh to you know slate him as some did on twitter saying oh he should have been subbed already in the first half you know oh, come on. that's ridiculous you know first what would that do to his confidence and second of all um yeah yeah no that can really destroy if you get subbed in the he, first he said, half,
0: he he's as good as Hazard. That he doesn't need any. He, nothing destroys Hudson doys confidence. Yeah, he's but way if too you if health. you
1: if you say those kind of things,
0: then that's mostly that you have to
1: compensate. Think think of that substitution that Mourinho did with uh, Baba uh, like five years ago. What it was against Southampton, taking him off at that time in the game because he just made a mistake. And this isn't any different. You know, Hudson doy Okay, he did, can't really term it a mistake, but But
0: it's Lampard. Missed. Not really, nah, you, it's no, but
1: if you, if you t- why why would you take him off? Give him a chance in the first few minutes of the second half. If you take him on the, off, then fine. And, you know, ultimately, no, no, it was I, the right. I
0: agree. I agree. I completely agree. Sorry. I just didn't agree with that. I ruin his confidence. But I agree he shouldn't have been taken off at, at half time or in the first half. I agree with that.
1: No, no player wants to be taken off. In no, the for first course half, you know and that that can be a bit of an insult it can destroy your confidence maybe it wouldn't have done it with hudson doy but i'm telling you that it has happened with players because because it is it sure a has. humiliation more or less it unless means... you know if the, well it is it is if you're
0: not me. if you come off at half time first half yeah no but
1: you know I, i'm talking about the people that were calling for him to be sub immediately in the first half oh, during yeah. the first okay, half sorry, that is okay. that is ridiculous And, um, you know, you give the players, especially at his age, a chance to come back in the second half. And, you know, ultimately it proved to be the right decision because he was on the pitch at the time when we were scoring um, the winning goal. So, of course, he didn't, he wasn't included in that move and the build up to to the goal, but he was on the right, he was doing his job and that contributed as every other player on the pitch. So, I think that that's that that was fine for him to stay on. Um but yeah. I I just want to say about that IX performance that um I thought we looked shaky at times.
0: Yeah. Um but it's they're a good team.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that is one of those results that normally last season, for example, it would have not gone our way. Or even in the second season under Conte, the last two seasons. Let's let's you know summarise it as the last two seasons that that's one of those wins that might not have gone our way against the big clubs you know <laughs> excuse me um ix is for me personally especially as it's champions league semi-finalist a big club and um they've got phenomenal players among the ranks so in that respect that is something that really gal- galvanizes me as a fan apart from you know just this whole youth revolution and lampard being back in- results now, turning it round. It's just against Newcastle the same. We I think we already talked about this last week, but you know the defender deep we have had problems breaking that who's kind of teams down in the past. We got the result so that's really you know gives us gives me personally uh, a lift and makes me think
0: we're gonna do great things still this season I mean personally I'm not sure about the looking shaky, shaky sorry, because to me Ajax didn't really create much from open play like whenever they had big chances and stuff it was always individual mistakes that a lot of them come from like inexperience with the Tomori one early on with Tomori and Kepa having a lack of communication for their coverage it's back past that then led to the throw-in from which they scored the offside goal the only, re- the only one that I can really remember, although at the same time, it's five days ago now, um, was when Aspi pulled off that insane block inside the six-yard box. That was the only time I can remember they really opened us up from open play to have a huge chance. Maybe there wasn't one or two others, but I didn't really get the feeling of being particularly shaky. But then, of course, it's always different watching a game in the ground and watching a game on TV. So we might just have different views on that thing. And um, But mm. on the hudson Doyle thing, just quickly, I-, I just can't agree with what you said there. Like, I just... Because if you have so much space and you find yourself in that and whether that's because of a poor right-back be the right-back being worse than a left-back because Dest is not as good as Taliafico or whether it's just good runs and good positioning and that is good if you have that. But you have to do more with it. Like, I can't excuse him not doing anything with it just because he got into those positions. Like, I can't excuse that. Um, and it's not just to finish him because he couldn't get past anyone. Pulisic came on and showed how he constantly went past the guy. But Hazoldo barely ever got past this man. I don't know why, but he just always make, kept making the wrong decisions. Some passed too late, passed too soon, waited too long to start the run. And you know, everyone can have an off day. It's not like oh, I'm saying Hudson Do is now awful. Of course not. Everyone can have an off day, especially when eighteen years of age. Bloody hell! Like, of course. Um, I'm just saying he, he didn't. He didn't have a good game, in my opinion. But of course, I agree. It would be silly to take him off first half. I wouldn't have. Minded to take him off second half rather than William, I was slightly surprised by that. But then Lampard said, "You know, William was just a bit tired. Ran the lot last few games. Played all of the last few games. He did yeah." So that mm. made sense. And also, then yesterday, William started. Hudson Doi started from the bench. So it all made sense in that way. Um, but unless you have anything more to add about the IX game, I would like to move to the Burnley game because that was another really, really interesting game and really interesting win. Um, surprisingly to me personally, I didn't think we were as good as many other people thought. I didn't think we were as good as Frank Lampard seemed to have thought, which I thought was interesting. When I watched the game, I was like, okay, why are Burnley pressing like this? And why can't we beat that press? That's what I thought for the majority, especially of the first half and the first five or 10 minutes of the second half. Um, and then like at halftime, I was like, how on earth are we tuning it up? Of course, actually, Barnes missed from like a yard out. And um, the kepper had that deflection save and everything. It um, was really good, that
1: save. I think that's really underrated how good that save actually was, because he was already going down. Yeah. And to make that stay still in
0: the position that he
1: was, top-notch.
0: No, 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 completely agree. Um, but yeah, I, I thought we really struggled with, with that press. Not necessarily the defenders and De and Kovacic, but we just couldn't get it past those, really. I, I thought that was a slight lack of movement of less so Pulisic, but Mount William and Tammy just had an off day. Yes, he was isolated, but he was poor whenever he received the ball, in my opinion, especially in the air. Like... I know he was up against two strong and tall centre-backs, but if you're as tall as he is, you can't not win a single duel up front from a long ball. You can't not win a single one. Like You need to win at least a couple. Um, so to me, he was poor. Um, but it doesn't matter um, because we won 4-2 in the end and he got an assist. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think we were great, but there was moments in which we were incredible. You know, some of the plays that we had, some of them didn't lead to goals, but they were beautiful. Beautiful movement, beautiful passing. They were mm-hmm. great, and those are the ones that Lampard, of course, mentioned particularly in his post-match interviews, which is good. Um, but just before you know, I let you basically talk about the game. I was wondering what you thought about the lineup because I was surprised by the lack of rotation because we only made one change, and that was purely coming in for Hudson Nodoy. Of course, we'll touch on it later as well, but we'll have to wait and see how much rotation we'll do against Man United in midweek. But I'm slightly worried that we're kind of overdoing it here because people cr- criticize. Sorry for no rotating. Yeah, but of course, it was Europa League, so he had more opportunity to in that sense. So he rotated way more than Frank Lampard has done so far, uh, bar the Grimsby game, of course. Um, so you know, I was slightly surprised by that. No idea why Emerson was on the bench, especially when he takes off Alonso, especially when Alonso wasn't injured. So that seems like it was a plan to do that. So, why don't you put Emerson on the bench then? It makes no sense, um, to me personally. Um, But yeah, I I was just wondering what you thought about the lack of rotation um, and then obviously for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, So I think uh, regarding the Emerson situation, um, on the um, other podcast that I record, uh, someone made the point that in theory, maybe is thinking, you know, we've had a few people come back from injury and then get injured again. Um, That has been a recurring theme this season. So does one really want to bring Emerson back against Burnley? You know, Burnley, who are known to be... A, you know, I, I'm just going to say my personal opinion here. I think they're a dirty team. I don't like Burnley. I know we've disagreed on Twitter about this. But um, that's just my opinion. Um, and, you know, those Ashley Barnes tackles, as they were on Matic, have happened over the years quite often. Mm. Charlie Adam would be perfect for that team. So maybe that's why Amber why risk it? You know, Marcus Alonso hasn't been bad uh, recently. He has been good at times as well, especially going forward. Yeah. So fine. Yeah. You know, keep 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 that. I was surprised why he wasn't on the bench because that wouldn't yeah, work the same I mean. way. Um, but I, I actually said in my preferred lineup, uh, I would like him to start Emerson. But in hindsight, I'm glad he didn't. Um, so
0: yeah, we won. Maybe
1: oh, he just wanted to give Reese James those minutes because you know, in the end. It worked out, you know, Rhys James made that vital double block. I'm not sure, actually. I think the second shot would have been cleared by Kepa, but that first one could have just as much gone past Kepa's legs. Under Kepa, we don't know, you know. It's difficult to say I've re-watched it quite a few times, but I can't completely make it out. So that he, he, he made those vital interceptions, uh, which is very Chelsea-esque, you know, John Terry-like, you know, just doesn't matter what's going to happen. Rhys James is just that kind of player, which is lovely. Uh, But, yeah, Uh, so just wanted to say that on the Emerson uh, situation. And before I continue with uh, the the lineup, we're just going to take a short break. This podcast is sponsored by my bookie as a part of the Big Heads Media Podcast
0: Network. And the best part is if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit, that's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. If you put in $50, they will give you $50. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Use the promo code LATEFEES, one word, to activate the offer.
1: That's promo code LATEFEES in one to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag
0: today. You can find the link in the video description or in the episode notes. And you play, you win, you get paid.
1: Okay, and we are back. Uh, I'm just going to start off where I left off, and that was with the lineup, uh, Lawrence. You asked me regarding uh, what did I think about not that much uh, rotation. Yeah, I, I, I was a bit surprised as well uh, to a certain degree, but you know, I think Manpud's just thinking to themselves that why change a winning system and. In the long term, this might prove to be costly if we, you know, have fatigue creeping and, you know, injuries, uh, freak injuries happen because of uh, players being overplayed. But at the moment, it's working. Um, You know, there were positions where we couldn't really rotate. You know, we had no other centre-backs. We didn't have any other midfielder like Billy Gilmer was the only other option. And he's not going to start him. That makes sense. So in those positions, what was he supposed to do? The only other uh, choices he could have had is at striker. I didn't quite understand why he didn't start with uh, either Mishibashwai or Olivier Giroud, Um, especially with Burnley being such a physical side. Maybe Olivier Giroud, if we would have put in quite a few crosses, would have worked quite well. But okay, Um, Yeah, that that, the striker and the uh, fullbacks, that was the only question mark. That That actually was only right back, really, because. Why not give Cezar's a rest off that phenomenal performance against Ajax? I wouldn't mind it. Uh, but, okay. So, you know, we are robbed of options at the moment. Um, I think that will
0: improve. But,
1: yeah. So,
0: that that would be my my opinion on that matter. Yeah. No, um, I agree. I agree. I mean, personally, the right-back situation, I said in my the preview I did on Blues TV ahead of the game, I said, I understand if you leave Aspi in for that one because Reese James might not quite be experienced enough to deal with the dirty side of Burnley. Uh, and that is not a criticism of Reese James, <laughs> but I think with how young the two centre-backs are, um, I think that w- was a very understandable decision. And obviously, we don't know the exact fitness situation of Emerson, but Lambert said he's fine. And if he's fine, I, I would have started him, because the-, the whole kicking thing, he had a hamstring problem. Like, the- being injured by a kick by Burnley, that can happen whether you had a hamstring problem before or not. So really, the- that injury, I guess, danger is just as likely whether you are fully fit for the entire season so far or whether you have been struggling with an hamstring problem because, you know, you can get kicked either way, and the kick isn't going to make you injure your hamstring. Um, just because of what you said earlier with the resting Emerson just to be safe, mm. kind of thing. So, I, I would have started Emerson, and of course, you're right, you know, we you couldn't do anything for center backs and midfielders. Um, but yeah, I would have just started bunch of way. Um, but yeah, but other than that, what were your thoughts on the game? And of course, especially Mr. Captain America turning up with a hat trick, including a bloody header.
1: Yeah, that uh, just start right off with that header. Um I mean, apart from him being pretty surprised himself, I think that he scored, like, that was the third head of his career um, uh, in all his games. um, And I thought that was exceptionally well taken. To actually get, you know, the power uh, into the ball from, you know, it's actually been behind you, that is pretty good. I think... Any player who does that is going to be a bit of luck because if you're doing it like this, then it's difficult to actually place the head, if you ask me, mm. just from personal experience. But I'm not a professional footballer. Um, but, you know, it's definitely not easy. So even even. Uh, Great emphasis on him doing really well there. I thought uh, Emerson, sorry, uh, Pulisic was just phenomenal there. And I think he's made a case for him to be permanently starting now. I mean, Burnley away is not an easy game. Um, They are a good side, unfortunately. I I hope they do get relegated soon, but they aren't bad. Uh, So in that regard... Pulisic, Christian, uh, Christian, Pulisic and Hudson die for me. You know, Williams been good, but he wasn't that good in that game. So against so, Man well, United, I'd love to play. I'd, I'd love to see those two start, but I'm pretty sure that Pedro's going to be playing again because um, he hasn't been recently, which is good because he's been pretty dire this
0: season. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, those two would be the the pair that I want to see going forward. Um, yeah. I would certainly want to see that on Wednesday. And then just, I, I don't know, I think it's good if you have three main starter wingers and just rotate them in and out so you don't overplay anyone. Um, you know, you make the start one time, you start those two, next game you start those two because mm. the wingers, is fine. If they constantly keep coming on in the games as well, it's not like you kill the rhythm and everything either. Mm. So I, I would be a fan of that. Um, but yeah, sorry, go on.
1: Yeah, no, no. Otherwise, you um, know, Mateo Kovacic is also one of those players that are you have to laud because he was fantastic. You know, yeah. I mean, there's that YouTube, uh, YouTube, uh, that uh, clip on Twitter making the rounds where he just turns to Burnley players with ease, What he's been doing what, actually. To what be a fair,
0: that was Jesus.
1: Yeah, you know, to be that fair, he's been doing post. that for a long time, but people have more or less. Overlooked it and are just now starting to realize what he's actually capable of doing because dribbling wise, if you ask me, he's not far behind Hazard. He really isn't far behind Hazard. In, yeah. in his, yeah, he's slower, but in his ability, yeah, he, that change of pace, you know, bursting forward just from while well, standing still. Okay, he's not as quick as him. Yeah, I'll give you that. But otherwise, you know, ability wise with the ball at his feet. He's, he's I mean, not far behind him. You know, some might even argue he's on par, but he's definitely not I far would behind argue him. That, but yeah. um, no, I said some, no, would, I know. You I know. Know, some would, but, you know, he's definitely not far behind him, and that's great to have. You know, carrying the ball forwards um, is something that we've been missing over the years, and he's able to do that. And the transition from defence to attack, providing that outlet... To feed our forward players, uh, which was, if you ask me, missing at times last season because he just isn't an LCM in that system. In Sari Ball, he isn't an LCM. And that he was just, you know, I'm not going to say misused, but um,
0: his problem was he that was Kante was injured. Yeah. he's <laughs> he, injured now, so now he can Yeah, on.
1: but he was wasted there. And I think even with Kante back, he's going to play in the same position. He's not going to play further forward. I think Lampard knows that that wasn't the right decision uh yeah. in the long term so i'm not uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see him there and anyway point being Matteo go to take a bow that was a fantastic performance and he really is showing us why the board were right to buy him and someone who also said if he's more than 30 mil don't buy him you proved me wrong and most of the other fans um fantastic absolute fantastic and Seeing how he, you know, oh, like this. Of course, I'm not going to say have oh, proper Chelsea, like like uh, someone on Twitter. But I think in a few years' time, he really could be a fan favourite. Where we say he really um, embodies this Chelsea gene, um, same as with, for example, Christian Pulisic. Did you see that reaction after his first goal? I absolutely adore that. I mean, I, 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 oh no, no, you were you weren't at the game, of course not. Um, but you know that 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 was fantastic. You know, you just saw the relief and that passion. I absolutely love the, uh, that passion, and the whole team is having that. Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham. I, I'm a I'm just adoring every second that we're seeing this season. So just wanted to say that about the Burnley games still.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I completely agree on the coverage thing. Him and him and Jorginho in that in a in a double pivot, even in a 3 when they keep moving around. They're just so good to watch. They they trust each other so much. They know they can give it, they can pass the ball no matter how much pressure they're under, they will be able to receive it, they will be able to pass it on. And you have these moments when they're just within like 2 or 3 yards distance between each other, You just take about five passes to get around three players just slowly but surely moving up the pitch, being so 100% sure there's no chance of them losing the ball. The only My, my only concern for Kovacic in a sense is because he is doing so well, because he's just, I just wish he had a goal threat to him because then he would be such an unbelievable player yeah. because I just can't, he's not, at dribbling, yes, but at doing the other thing, he's not as good as Jorginho, in my opinion. Um Carrying the ball been... forward? Oh, no, he's no, the best no, in our team. No, no, uh, no, 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 of course. Uh, well, we need that. After Loftus-Cheek, but yes. Um, um, I'm saying bar carrying the ball forward. Um, but then you, in the, the defensive bit, you have Kante. And then in the goal-scoring bit, you can't have him either. So he's he always has someone in all of what he does that's a tiny bit better than him Okay, even, okay let's maybe you we can argue that he's as good or for, if you want to argue that point better than Loftus-Cheek and carrying the ball forward but Loftus-Cheek has a goal threat after carrying the ball forward Kovacic doesn't so that just in itself if you want to talk about that position puts Loftus-Cheek ahead of Kovacic in my head um, once he's fully fit of course um so that's kind of my problem so that's why I'm not sure when everyone is fit mm. where he plays except for rotation um because I still wouldn't play him over Jorginho, I still wouldn't play him over Kante, and I still wouldn't play him over Mesa, over I would play him over Mesa Mount, even as an LCM um, at the moment, because Mount has not done much, he lost three games, he's been poor. Provided so, it the assists, for example. Uh, oh yeah, but he can take a corner, that doesn't mean he's played well in midfield. But yeah, um, I'm not saying he was poor, I'm just saying Kovacic was so good, that I would play him over Mount, because Mount
1: hasn't... I wasn't playing further forward. It just didn't work last season. He needs to be further back. And that's where he's well, he
0: No, I, I agree. I agree. But Then we so don't we, have we, that link. We, but we, say we, believe,
1: what you want, but Mount he's linking. linking. I do believe he is. Not, I not believe
0: he is. I disagree. I, 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 I believe that he was linking when he played left wing earlier in the season. don't think he's linking much in the position he's playing right now. That's why the wingers keep coming in so much at the moment. Um, it just just my opinion. Either which way, all I'm trying mm. to say is I don't know where Kovacic fits, and I'm really intrigued to see where Lampard puts them. Um, another th- player I need to mention is Kurt Zoom. I thought it was an absolute monster. Yeah, was he was, yeah. An yeah. absolute monster. And the way he just frustrated a living hell out of Ashley Barnes was the most beautiful thing I've seen in years. Um, <laughs> like I've never seen Ashley Barnes cry for fouls caught every two minutes. Lampard said it after every, of course, they always want a foul, but usually it's like him kicking everyone in the head with an elbow or with something, and we're like, why is the ref giving a free kick? And Zuma just absolutely clattered into him every two minutes, and it was it was great. Like, when he hit his head on the on the advertising board and stuff, first thing he does when he comes back, just clatters into Ashley Barnes. It was great to see. That was did, good, yeah. And he didn't even get booked, and he had some great tackles in there as well. Ab- absolutely loved it. And um, just a quick word on, on Pulisic from my side as well a Pulisic, sorry, uh, apparently American say it, even yeah. though it should just be pronounced Pulisic because it's a Balkan heritage. But, you know, let's just let him say it the American way if he wants to. <laughs> um, he was great. Uh, he, he was really, really good. Yes, you can say, oh, Bernie made a mistake the, for the head header, the, guy, the defender in front of him didn't jump. Well, that's his problem. The, the defender slipped. He needed to be close enough. He needed to be willing to press that way to even pick up on that. Then a great run, a great over, step over to give himself that space. Yes, slightly fortunate to get it past all of those feet and to get it past the keeper who was unsighted, and then to take the deflection for the second goal. But he made that luck for himself. Exactly. You know, there is there is being lucky and there is making that luck for yourself. You know, sometimes that that's just how it works. And I think it, it was very good. I really hope that he stays in the side for Wednesday. Um, ideally, like you said, with Hudson Odoi, quite possibly with Pedro um, for rotation purposes, that would probably make sense. But at the same time. I think with three wingers, you can rotate them enough that you don't necessarily need to start Pedro, but maybe be Pedro be the one that comes on. But we'll have to wait and see what Lampard does in that sense. Um, mm. But yeah, I was just pleased. Um, yeah, and I just want to touch on the whole Tammy thing because I, I just don't understand why he wouldn't start by Like I thought, okay, he was slightly unfortunate against Newcastle with the Yedlin tackle, but that was late in the game anyway when we can, had kind of already won it. And I didn't think he was great against Ajax. I didn't think he was great against Burnley. Um, he almost, like, if had, had Ashley Barnes not missed that sitter, that would have been Tammy Abrams' fault because he was right with Ashley Barnes as the cross was initially played in. And as the ball came back over the top to the near post, he just completely forgot about him behind him. And I know he's a striker and he's young, and I'm not saying, oh, you're awful now, um, but I'm saying he should have done better there. And had we conceded that, would have been his fault. Um, and then he didn't do anything forward either, except the assist to William, of course. Um, so, I didn't really understand, but Bacuay didn't start. I think he would have deserved it after scoring the winner and playing well whenever he's come on recently. I hope Bacuay gets a start in midweek. And that doesn't mean our 10 year is now dropped. Just rest him. And if Bacuay plays well again, then he should be allowed to play against Watford as well because, in my opinion, that's how it should work. If you play well, you, you get to stay in the side. That's the same thing, I hope, for Christian Pulisic. Um, but, yeah... I just want to mention one last thing before we obviously touch on United um unless you have anything else to say on Burnley. No. Because really I saw I saw a couple of things on Twitter and I put a tweet out earlier this morning about the whole thing as well because I saw a couple of people I'm not saying loads of people but a couple of people talk about this whole thing of like and you know you might I've not even told Jimmy that I'm going to mention this. Um but it's like these people that for a joke call themselves the Lampard cultists and whatever now saying how we did we pray, sorry, look at what Lampard's doing with this, with this side? And honestly, whenever I read that, my head is literally two seconds before exploding. Like I can't comprehend how you can have that opinion. It, like I, I made, I'm not sure whether it's the best analogy, but I tried to make that analogy on Twitter. Imagine you start to learn to play the piano, yeah? And you do that for a year. And then you change your piano teacher after a year. And then 15 months in, you're pretty good. You think the first 12 months did absolutely nothing. Of course, you didn't learn everything you can do in, in after fifteen months. You didn't learn all of that in the last three months, did you? Now, and without Sarri last year we wouldn't be anywhere near as good on a Frank Lampard right now. We wouldn't know. We wouldn't be anywhere near as good as counter pressing. We wouldn't be anywhere near as good at playing out from the back. We wouldn't be anywhere near as good um, at playing a four three three with Jorginho as the deepest of the midfielders. Even though against Burnley it was more of a four two three one, um, even though it's still always a bit of a mix, um. Mm-hmm we wouldn't be anywhere near as good as that. And these people that say that, Lampard does about 80 to 90% of all of the things they despised about sorry, No rotation, playing to genius junior as the deepest line midfielder, you know, playing out from the back. Watch that Newcastle first half. You also have that sideways passing in there that you hated so much about Sarri. Did it on the Lampard. Um, you have the missing chances thing. The only thing that's different is that he's Frank Lampard and we have some younger players. But could you have started all of Tomori, Mount, Tammy, you know, we didn't have, but still, Hudson odoi maybe, but all of the others, Reese James. Could you have started all of those players at this first game last season? No, Sarri didn't have those opportunities necessarily because players like Mount, players like um, Tomori, players like, you know, Reese James, players like Tammy Abram, they still needed that. That last season was just important for them. And yes, you know, we are now slightly forced into it, slightly just Lampard giving them the chance. But, you know, now it's working. Everything's working now. But it wouldn't be working, in my opinion. I strongly believe mm. that if the you know lamp sorry, didn't set, set the foundations for it. And um, you know, I, I agree. I said for a while that I would prefer if sorry stayed for another season. But I said once he left, because we didn't sack him, I thought Lampard was the was the best choice to take. And everything is going well right now. And yes, it's slightly surprising me—not him necessarily, but the whole team how well we're playing. Seven wins in a row. Certainly didn't see that coming. But don't let's not get ahead of ourselves. There will be worst runs this, e- this season they, they are still to come because they will come we have a very young team, an inexperienced mm. manager it has to be up and down if, would it would make no sense if there's no ups and downs during the season from from now to come um, so I just wanted to, to get that point across because it infuriates me when we just put so much disrespect on someone that won as a trophy, finished third which gives, gives us around £45 million pounds to spend next summer um, because we qualify for the Champions League, let's see whether we manage to do that this year because like I say it's only October right so just because we're fourth now doesn't mean we're going to end up there like the gaps aren't that huge I hope we do and I think we could but there's no guarantee just because we're fourth now that we will finish inside the top four and um, it's not as easy to say Lampard is now the savior and you know he's so good and he is good he's doing good things but it wouldn't be as good if we didn't have Zari
1: yeah I think what one also can keep in mind is that um, and, and this is a uh, Example that I ain't very cautiously because I'm not saying it's all happened with us. I pray to God that it doesn't. Think of Ole Kolosanska when he came to Man United the first few like weeks or months. He was fantastic. Everyone was saying, Oh, Ole oh, yeah, at the wheel. That's where that meme came out. Yeah, it uh, came from. And then it just turned south. So, um, I think
0: there is that as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so that you know, it's still early in the season. Yeah. We ha- we hate November as a club, so yeah, let's so let's wait and see what happens there. Having said that, I really don't hope that it happens. Nothing indicates that it will. Um, but you know, regarding that that whole debate, I'm I'm not even going to actually give my opinion in it because I think it's absolutely redundant talking about sorry and all this these comparisons and there are some accounts, partially big accounts that also came to be journos that are saying, um, you know, Oh, why do we always talk about it? But then they call out people for talking about it. Just ignore them. Don't talk about it. Leave it. There's no point doing that. Just proceed with this season. That is important. Of course, we can talk about Moretso Sara and what he did, but, you know, in, in encouraging these, for me sorry trolls to uh to continue blabbering about um the uh the, this whole comparison between Sari and lampert and it makes no sense for me you know uh you know that i personally was a fan of Maurizio Sari and that i uh, supported him until the end i wouldn't have minded if he would have stayed but you know he didn't so let's move on there's no point talking about it and if these people are making comparisons or saying, uh, you know, sorry, didn't contribute to what's happening now. Let that be the opinion. Uh, I don't care. You know, those people's opinions for me personally are relevant. And I say that as someone who really does accept any opinion, even if I personally don't agree with it, but I'm sorry, you know, it's not really adding to the debate now about Chelsea football club. It's just, Continuing to hold, uh, keep that that rift alive that was there last season, and it's yeah. finally closing. Let it fake fuck, 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 close. You know, yeah. Just leave it. So you know, t- you taking a, a stand here and talking about that. Fine. I'm just not going to do that. I, I, that's why I try to go around this and just uh, share my opinion in general about it, but not about the topic itself.
0: So that that's all I'm going to say about that. I get you. Uh, I understand where you're coming from. But I'm just like, you know, like you say, you know, sometimes it's big accounts and, you know, they share share their opinion to a lot of people and they will influence a lot of people's opinion. And I just don't want that opinion to be the majority of people's opinion, because in the end, to me, that will eventually lead to another rift between the fans. (laughs) And, you know, we're back to a rift between Arsenal fans. So let them have their rift. Oh, nice Arsenal. That's yeah. Arsenal, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And let's let them have their rift yeah. and let's not have a rift between us because that's just wrong. Like we don't, like you say, well, I don't agree with the thing, you know, Sari's not here anymore. Let's not talk about him. Mourinho's not here anymore. We still talk about a four or five. Um, so I'm, I'm just talking, talking about like, in a in a confrontational I, way. I, I get you. I'm just saying that's what I mean. I'm trying to just, I'm just stating that in a positive way, Sari has had a positive effect on us now. I agree that you know people. The other people basically say the opposite. So I'm still not just talking about not in a confrontational way, but still, you know, that's all I'm saying. He left. It's fine. I let him do his thing at Ube. Um, but still, to discredit him for anything and to discredit him for winning the Europa League, to discredit him for coming third, it just doesn't matter how we finish third. It doesn't matter who played badly or what happened. We finished third. We got into Champions League. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had that incredible win over Ajax that we all enjoyed so much. So. Um, give the man the respect that he deserves as we should with any manager except the managers that sued us <laughs> yeah um, but yeah other than that should we just quickly talk about Manchester United um, because of course that is the upcoming game in the League yeah. Cup yeah. Wednesday we, we will do that um, just after this Hi I'm Mark and I'm Carol and we're the hosts of Retro Late Fee we are stuck in 1994 and we We're watching all the movies and TV shows that you probably remember, I guess. Somehow we're speaking to you through some kind of time portal. Right. Uh, Join us every week for great movies and TV shows from 25 years ago. (laughs) It's fun, I swear.
1: Okay, so Man United. um, Personally, I'm a bit miffed because uh, I'm unfortunately not going to be able to see it. Um, I hate not being able to see a Chelsea game, but it's just the way it is. I can't change it. Um, but nevertheless, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to the outcome. I uh, I hope to see a lot of rotation. That's my expectation. I hope to see Reece James start and rip Man United a new one. I really hope to see Hudson-Odoi and Pulisic start together, and I'm going to continue calling him Pulisic because we're in Europe here. Um, <laughs> and I hope to see Emerson. I really do hope to see Emerson back. And yeah, that, that's pretty much it because we don't have much choice at centre back again, probably, and the same in midfield. You know, that will say the same. And Mishibashwai. Y for me, has... deserves right. to start this game. It's not, you know, Manchester United has... the defence hasn't been as much as a problem as the attack, the which has just been crap. You know, that is just ineffective. Their the defence hasn't been bad, you know, compared to Arsenal, where both has been atrocious recently. Good for us, but, um, you know, so I think it will be difficult, but Michibashwai will be able to penetrate <laughs> them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think... If we start Hudson-Odoi, Bashwai and uh, Pulisic, they're going to have a lot of trouble.
0: Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, That is the front three that I would hope for. Of course, you mentioned a Pedro thing earlier, which could very well be the case that Pedro gets a start. Probably alongside Pulisic in that case. Um, Pulisic, whichever whichever we call it. Um, The only thing, I mean, it it is the league cup. Sochard said after the draw that a lot of kids will play that game. Obviously, their season hasn't gone well since then, until the Norwich game yesterday. So, Mm. We'll have to wait and see whether that is still the case whether he, or whether he will kind of use that kind of game to try and galvanise the fan base again a bit more as much as the, the draw with Liverpool, but that was a late equaliser draw. So, a like, conceding an equaliser draw, so not as much as it would have done had Dave scored the late equaliser. Maybe he will try to use that game as trying to galvanise the fans again a little bit and then not rotate so much. That would be the question because, you know, why not like it's the league cup I would love to stay in it because I would love to win it but then again of course a one-off game everything can happen but I still don't think we're better than either Liverpool even though we could have beaten them on three occasions this season or two occasions this season Um, and I'm sure we can do the same to City in theory but I still don't think the likelihood of us winning the league cup in the end is very big so I don't really care whether we get knocked out now or I'd rather get knocked out now than lose the final again in all honesty Um, but why not start great why not start Billy Gilmer? Because we need some rotation in there. Um, Kovacic can stay in there even though he had that minor injury but he didn't play all of the games. Jorginho needs a rest. Mason Mount really, really needs a rest. So maybe yeah. even play Pedro as the 10 or Pulisic as the 10 just to somehow give um, Mount a rest in a 4-2-3-1 um, with Gilmer and, and Kovacic as, the, as a double pivot because Mount needs a rest. I think Jorginho needs a rest. And I wouldn't mind if one of the centre-backs got a rest next to Gray as well. Um, but mm-hmm. I agree with the uh, Emerson, Rhys James, Butcher, and of course the front three. Whether we put Caballero, or Kepa, in goal it doesn't really matter. Goalkeepers don't get tired, um, or they shouldn't. Um, so that is that. That's the kind of lineup that I hope for, I guess. And uh, for the game, a lot of it will depend on what Man United do, how much they will rotate. But also, Man United will be difficult for us. You know, they, will, they struggle against Belgrade. They st- struggle against who is it? Astana. They struggle against whoever the hell they struggle against and keep losing against. Um, but if there's one thing that's pretty decent at the moment, as seen at the game against Liverpool, in which they were the better team mm. for a large part of that game, in my opinion, they're pretty decent at defending and they're hitting on the break. Um, and because we're just a better football team, that's going to be what they're going to try at stand bridge. That's pretty much how they beat us 4-0 um, uh, uh, at Old Trafford. So um, let's try to not make silly mistakes like that and let's try to just be wary of the counter-attacks and hopefully manage to break them down because you know I don't really want to lose to them. I don't care whether we smack them 4-0 or whether we scrape it at 1-0. Um but I want to beat them. So um, let's do that. And it's just a difficult game to predict because it's impossible to tell how much, what lineup both teams are going to turn up with. So it, it's a tricky one. Much trickier than if we face them in the league, for example, or in the final. Yeah. Yeah, I, I
1: agree. I mean, everyone wants to win again. Man United, there is that rivalry uh, that we have going between us. Um, I think, you know, I already made a prediction uh, that will be, we draw. And then as it, goes directly to penalties, we win on penalties, which would be nice uh, because...
0: uh, I'll take
1: it. I'll take that as well. (laughs) But also, you know, after 2008, uh, I don't think we've actually played against them um, on penalties. Yeah, you know, since then. So that would be... We're not. I I don't think so, no. Um, I don't think we have...
0: Apart from the
1: community shield but that's about it you know and who cares about the community shield because I know we did play against uh, we did go the penalties uh, in the community shield once where Zirkov took a penalty
0: I don't know why that's you know didn't we didn't we the same you know the season where we were 3-0 up and then lost uh, drew 3-0 in the league and then in the, we played them in the League Cup three days later or three days before. Didn't that end us in winning in penalties? Or did we win 3 2 in extra time because there was still extra time? And well, either which way, it doesn't really matter. Um, because we always want to get revenge on them on penalties, even though nothing will get revenge in the Champions League final except the Champions League final. So, League um, Cup, what is it? Fourth round, fifth round, whatever round it is. What um, exactly uh, make up for it? But yeah, whichever way we win, if we win. I'm happy. But other than that, I don't think... I have. I have I I don't have anything more to say. Do you have anything more to say, Jimmy? Not really, no. Uh, yeah. So I think we're going to leave it here, guys. Um, of course, thank you guys for watching or thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate whatever platform you use to listen to it. Um, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a like rating if you enjoyed the video. Leave a you know good general rating on iTunes if you listened over there. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify. Of course, the links to everything other in the description and in the episode notes and everything just you know find us everywhere as well as on twitter both the attacking blues account and of course also jimmy's and my personal you know just personal accounts i guess um you know follow us on those that we massively appreciated. and um yeah you know it's been a very very good week it's seven wins in a row we beat ajax we beat burnley now it's on to Man united then it's watford on saturday um who seem to give other london teams a struggle with the spurs and on both dropping points to watford but um Ideally, we won't, um, and that would make it then nine wins in a row, which would be incredible um, if, obviously, United goes the way we want it to go. But, you know, we'll probably hear you after that. Again, um, thank you guys for listening. Up to Chelsea, keep the blue flag flying high, and we'll see you next time.